Welcome to the Revival Method Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps that you can take to start moving, thinking, and feeling better. Let's go ahead and paint this picture together. Let's say you're somebody that used to work out or you're somebody that has never worked out, but now you're at a point in your life where things are starting to feel stiff and achy. Your joints aren't moving the way that you want them to move. And perhaps now you're putting on some extra weight to the point where you may not like the way you look in photos. You're starting to avoid some mirrors and you really want to make a change, but you simply don't know what to do. At this point, you probably already went on the internet, you popped in a couple of keywords, and now there's millions of videos telling you to do something different, all with these complex strategies that are most likely super restrictive, super excessive, and it might get you to the goal, but you're going to be in shambles once you cross that finish line. And it doesn't have to be that extreme. It really doesn't. And in fact, when you carry out these extreme measures, you typically just backslide back into what you used to do once you're done with this said goal or said program, right? So today, I hope I can really illuminate a, a, a good pathway that's going to set you up for success, not just for the short term, but also for the long term, because why would we want to achieve a goal for it just to last maybe a couple months, where instead we can have this for the rest of our lives? extend our lifespan. And also by extending our lifespan, we're also improving our quality of life, right? So what is the most important step that almost everyone neglects? Is it setting a goal? No, everyone talks about that. They should be smart goals, right? They should be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. That's, that's the acronym that everyone uses. But people still fail right? People follow this to the T, but they end up not crossing the finish line. Why? Well, I believe it's because they neglect this step that I think everyone should do, but people don't do because it requires introspective or introspection. So what I mean by this is how do you identify with yourself? You see, if you're somebody that self-identifies as I don't like to sweat, I don't like to exercise, or I'm never going to get better because my knees hurt. You are going to somehow prove those labels to yourself at any point in time. Think of these labels uh, and your identity as the thermostat of your life. I got this analogy from Ed Milet. He's a performance coach and I absolutely love it. So your identity and the things that you say to yourself, which creates your identity, is the thermostat of your life. So like a thermostat in your house, if you set it to 72 degrees, anything hotter than 72 degrees, there's the AC is going to kick on. Anything cooler, the heat's going to kick on, right? So just like that in your house, your identity is the thermostat of your life. So let's say you have these self-labels of you don't like to exercise, you're never going to get better. Uh, things are just too hard at, at life right now, and I can't make any changes. You're going to prove that to yourself. So that is your thermostat. That is your baseline. You decide, okay, I'm going to make some small changes. I'm maybe going to add some more fruits and vegetables throughout my day. I might cut back some of the portions that I'm eating. I might go for that extra walk uh, at the end of my workday, something like that, right? Well, that's going to be deviating from your baseline, meaning 
you're going to be utilizing willpower in order to carry that out. Think of willpower like a gas tank, right? Full of fuel. Every time you wake up, you have a gas tank full of willpower. Anytime you're not at your baseline, you're going to be burning some of that fuel. That's fine. You're going to have to use willpower sometimes, right? This is the idea of people waiting for motivation and motivation is this thing that comes and goes. And when you don't feel motivated, but you actually exhibit some discipline or willpower, um, that's great. You're going to actually stick to your goal. So what most of the time happens is our identity is saying, we shouldn't be doing this, right? I am somebody that doesn't like to sweat. Every time you exercise and sweat, you are burning your willpower, draining that gas tank. And then when the gas tank's empty, you quit, right? Now, let's add some realism to this analogy. You are a mother with multiple kids. You are somebody that has a stressful job. You can be a father with multiple kids as well, but I think you get my point. Um, you are also taking care of other lifestyle factors that really drains you and your energy. So your willpower that was supposed to really start at a full tank every morning is actually only starting at 50%, right? So now you only have 50% of your willpower, and now you're carrying out this, this exercise routine, this diet restriction plan that's going to absolutely dwindle your gas tank and make you quit very quickly. See, you see what I'm saying? So before you embark on this, this complete lifestyle change, you have to at least look at yourself in the mirror, metaphorically, of course, and see how you view yourself. Do you truly feel like you can make a change? If not, ask yourself why. If every person has the ability to change, why can't you? And there's going to be some answers that pop up, and you're going to have to explore that. But when we start to change this narrative, when we start to change the words that we say to ourselves, that's when our identity starts to change. That's when we stop burning unnecessary willpower. If I view myself as somebody that likes to move, I like how I feel after I exercise. Therefore, I'm going to prioritize some type of movement each day because why wouldn't I want to feel good, right? So that means when I'm exercising, I'm not burning willpower. I'm actually chasing a benefit because yes, I live longer, but I actually feel great afterwards. See what I'm saying? So I'm not burning my willpower. The world's most successful people, the people that actually stick to their, their lifestyle for a long period of time, they have these habits that have built up over time that they don't view as energy sucking. They actually view as energy giving. They, they love to exercise. They love to prioritize their nutrition because they know that it's actually going to take them to a level that's much higher than where they were before. So yes, you have to have a, a goal that is SMART, the acronym that I was talking about earlier. Yes, you need to have a game plan that's going to get you across that finish line. But are you burning your willpower unnecessarily because you're going directly against how you view yourself? So some homework that you can do is take a moment ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself why you haven't achieved the goal in the past. Are you using negative labels? How are you talking to yourself? These are things that you can write down on a piece of paper, which I would suggest, because having this internal dialogue can get messy, but when you put it on paper, it becomes very clear. 
And then after sitting there and having these questions or these, these conversations with yourself, hopefully it will give you some clarity. Once you actually have this clarity, you have this goal, I need you to understand this. You cannot fail a lifestyle change. It just, <laughs> I, I, let me say this again. You cannot fail a lifestyle change. It's just something that's not black and white. Most people feel like they get off track, boom, they fail, they should quit. Let me, let me, let me show you an analogy here. Let me, let's, let's talk about an analogy here. Let's say you or you and your family get in the car for an awesome road trip that you've been planning. You're going across the state, going across the country. You pop your destination into your GPS, and it says that it's going to take you 24 hours to get there. Awesome. Everyone buckles up. They're ready for the ride. You get on the road, and you start to see that there's accidents, weather reports that are slowing down traffic. Now your new estimated time of arrival is not 24 anymore. It's 36 hours. Now you're off track. Your whole itinerary is off track, and you don't know what to do now. Does that mean you pack up and go home? You just quit. You failed your road trip. Better luck next time. That would be ludicrous. You already spent your PTO. You already planned everything out. Why would you turn around and just give up because something is slightly off track? But yet, we do this every time we try to make a lifestyle change. Things are going to happen. Life happens. I guarantee you if I sat down with every single person that's listening to this, you can give me a long list as to why you're, you, you got off track. And that's okay. You should almost expect that. That's why when I always say when you start out, make a goal that is flexible. So when life happens, you don't get discouraged. Every single person that is successful in this realm, they do not have a perfect record. What they have is a consistency behind their lifestyle that is at a higher consistency rate as people that do not reach their goals. That's it. That is literally it. So when you're trying to make this first step, just remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't even have to be large. It just needs to be in the right direction. And it needs to be soon. Because the sooner that you start, the faster you'll get to the finish line. I hope this was something that you can benefit from. And if you have any questions, that's what the comment section's for. I do want to get deeper into these topics because I feel like no one talks about it. And I feel like if we can start to unpack this together, you're no longer going to be held back. You're not going to feel like there's a ball and chain around your ankle. And you can actually start living a life that you truly deserve to live.